Crowdstutter is trying to raise money to fund a multimedia limited series on stuttering. We know not everyone can make it to our gala in San Francisco on December 7th, where all proceeds will go to this storytelling project, but you can still help support our fundraising campaign by making a donation online. The Proudsetter fundraiser has a goal to raise $10,000 by December 7th. Why 10,000? Well, the grant we got from California Humanities has a requirement that we need to match the $30,000 they gave us for the documentary. That's where youth come in. We are asking you, our listeners, to help us meet our goal so we can destigmatize stuttering through this rich and nuanced storytelling project. Make a donation today by going to proudstutter.com slash donate or clicking the link in our show notes. Thank you so much. One more thing. Proud Stutter has been nominated for two more awards. The International Women's Podcast Awards has shortlisted Proud Stutter for two categories, Moment of Comedy Gold and Moment of Touching Honesty. This is an amazing honor, and we can't wait to hear about the results in a couple weeks. Okay, now let's get to the show. I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. Welcome to Proud Stutter a show about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Joining me today for an episode of Proud Stutter is Julian Benavides. I met Julian at Booksmith in San Francisco last year. Booksmith is a local independent bookstore on Haight Street, And it just so happens we're neighbors. Julian is a world traveler and a teacher who stutters. Julian, I'm so curious to ask you, what was it like going to that event? I know it was your first time being around other people who stuttered. Yeah. uh, So a friend of mine told me about that event. I think it was, you you had put it up on some website like meetup.com or something. I don't know. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect because I'd never heard, I had never heard of Proud Stutter before. And it was, it, it was wonderful. It was, it was the first time I'd ever, uh, seen people who stutter up on a, like a panel. And it was the first time I'd ever interacted with people like me who stutter. And it was a very emotional experience just, just, just because, I, uh, sort of for like most of my life, I had felt like alone or isolated because no one else, no one else around me stuttered and then all of a sudden it's just like oh my god there's other people like me and and it was uh, a very strange beautiful experience for me uh because it was like these people are not ashamed of the way they talk and um it was just very um it it, it was a very reaffirming experience for, for me um and yeah it was a very very emotional and very positive experience yeah i remember um one of the questions i always like to ask at events is who is there who like who in the audience is their first time being around other people who stutter and i remember you raise your hand and i think you might have even spoke up if i remember correctly i did yeah i think I think I was one of the first people to ask a question. Yes. Yeah, I remember um, that. And the um, 
the bar owner whose name I forget, he, he gave a really good response and it was, um, it was, a, it was a very positive experience to, to be able to ask my question to them. Yeah, no, I, uh, I love that event so much. And the booksmith, the owner actually was on the podcast, um, earlier this season with one of the panelists, Dustin Wells, who, like I said, is a Muni driver and, and Ju- Ju- Julian, Maybe you'll be on the next booksmith panel around stuttering when we talk about our our comic book. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So Julian and I have been collaborating a lot lately around proud stutter stuff. But before we get into that, Julian, I'd love to talk more about your stuttering story. I know we've kind of spoken here and there about it, but I'd love for you to kind of take this moment to talk about like your experience and how you view your stutter. And then I'd love to also get into, um, you know, your experience as a teacher, but let's start from the beginning. Um, How is it like growing up with with a a stutter and how are your feelings around it? You... You just mentioned the comic book, and um, I, I did the um, the cover mock-up for the comic book, and uh, the basic design is, you know, a, 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 a very small character looking up at this giant word that says, you know, my stutter, and it's, it's, it's meant to give this feeling of an imposing, almost like impossible force because that's what my stutter felt like to me as a kid, where I, I wanted to be able to speak and, and just engage and be normal. Um, but my stutter was just this, this powerful obstacle. And it was so bad that I couldn't answer the phone when I was a little kid. And I struggled to, to speak up in class and... Um, I was the only person I knew who had a stutter and I didn't understand why and it would come and go and you know it was just, it wasn't always constant and it was just a really frustrating thing to um to have uh so as a kid I really hated it so I, I stuttered throughout all of high school and college and it really affected my self-esteem um but then I, I got a teaching job in Tokyo and um that that was uh, a challenge, but that kind of taught me how to speak without my stutter. And I, I developed what I call my teacher voice. Um, I don't stutter in my teacher voice. It's this um, slightly more commanding and projecting voice that I use when I'm public speaking. I don't understand why I can I can use my teacher voice and not stutter versus my normal voice. I stutter all the time, but uh, as a teacher, I developed my teacher voice and I learned how to speak publicly. And I learned that I love uh, speaking publicly. I feel more comfortable speaking to three hundred people than I do three people um, because I get to use my teacher voice and I get to sort of 
play this role of a public speaker, which is very comfortable for me, versus talking to like two or three people uh, is much more challenging. Yeah, that kind of reminds me how like when you're acting or singing, you're kind of using a different part of your brain. And that is probably why you don't stutter as much because you're kind of performing in a way. And so I know, you know, sometimes when I am performing on stage and like sometimes I'm able to use like a different part of my brain that I don't stutter as much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my exact experience. Uh, and I, I also, I didn't think about this until after I'd already done it, after I'd been teaching and traveling for years. But I, I like the idea of sort of um, creating your own voice. Uh, like, you know, how actors train their voice and whatnot. Um, I, I, I love the idea of sort of choosing your voice. And I feel like that's something I unintentionally did when I when I made up my teacher voice is I I I sort of created this voice that I like, um, and I like how my voice sounds when I when I use my teacher voice, um, and it's, it was just kind of a cool cathartic experience to to take control over the way I talk, uh, and that that really helped to to control my stutter. So you briefly mention that you are a world traveler and I would love to know how was it like moving around different cultures and traveling alone how how was how was it with your stutter because I know sometimes when I'm traveling in different countries I'm like a lot more anxious and so when I ask for help sometimes I stutter more and I'm wondering if that was your experience. I spent eight years a combination of teaching and traveling overseas. I think I've been to like 42 countries now, lived in like six or seven. That's a really complicated question because I felt so different in many different countries and I felt like the easier the country was to travel, the weaker I felt. And the harder the country was to travel, the more powerful and the stronger I felt. And when I felt weaker, my stutter became more of a burden. So like some of the easier countries would be like Taiwan or Thailand, where it's just like a, a wonderfully safe, friendly, cheap country. And it's just very easy to get around. And in those countries, I felt like I wasn't very strong and my stutter came back and I was afraid to talk to people. But then in the more challenging countries like China or Myanmar or you know, parts of India, I felt like there's no help coming. Um, nothing, like no one is going to help me in this situation. It's, it's 2 a.m. I'm alone here. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And in those harder situations, I felt myself rise to the challenge and I felt it was kind of like a do or die kind of thing and it became easier to push myself to 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 speak and to fight the the stutter and just get things done um so the, the, there's there's not really a clear answer about what it was like you know traveling and stuttering every country 
was different. Like ever since we met um, and found out that we were um, next door neighbors, um, we've been working on this gala. And it's like uh, the first time that we're doing anything like this. Like, yes, I've organized events for work and like I've done a few events here and there for Proud Stutter, but nothing like this and you and I have kind of just been like <laughs> taking it by the horn and just like learning as, as we go. Um, and one of the first things we started doing was actually going door to door to small businesses to ask if they wanted to collaborate or support. And I feel like each time we like did you know, we each each time we went on like those door knocking adventures, we'd get stronger. There were like a few here and there. We were like, oh, no, this is horrible. <laughs> um, but I feel like we kind of got our groove going. Um, and now I feel like we we're a lot stronger in like what our pitch is and what our story is. Can, can you talk more about what it's been like for you to like be involved and specifically like what it was like going door to door? Because that's terrifying for a person who stutters. I think like my nightmare would be like would be like a door to door salesperson walking into someone else's business or someone else's space and then asking them to you know, give me money or resources or something for the, for the fundraiser. And there were two things that kind of surprised me. Um, the first was how willing so many people were to, 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 to help out. Um, uh, just, I, I, I thought, you know, every one of them would have been like, no, now leave my store or I'm going to sick the dogs on you. Um, uh, but a lot of them were really interested in, 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 in the nonprofit and the cause and were happy to help out, which was a big surprise. And the other thing that, that sort of surprised me is just, I, I guess it's obvious when you think about it, but I just didn't think about how important it is to relate the message and how important it is to get that message down. Um, which is something that I think you and I have gotten better at is, is, is articulating this message uh, and getting it, you know, pithy and powerful uh, versus like, I think the first time, first few times you and I wandered into a, a, a store, we sort of like rambled and were nervous and couldn't get to the point. And, and I think maybe the owner was just like, okay, you need to go now. Um, but <laughs> overall, it's, 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 it's been great. Yeah, I think one of my favorite memories so far from like sharing about our our event, um, our community th th comedy night, which I love kind of th th mar mar marketing the event in that way because people really just get excited when they see the comedy night. Um, and yeah, like my, my one of my favorite memories so far was just our most recent one where we went to that Dubos block party that there was like this block party a few streets down from where 
we live. It was so much fun. And I, I don't know why, but yeah, I was surprised how excited people were about our event. I, I, I'm, I'm curious, um, how did you get good at sort of like mustering up the courage to talk to people? Because that's something that I've been impressed working with you is, is like your notion that, you know, I want something, I'm gonna go ask for it. And I'm just like, wait, you, you, you can do that. You can, you can like want a thing and then ask for it. And I'm curious how you just, how you learn how to do that. I honestly don't really know. Um, I just remember always just going after what I wanted, like, especially when I was younger and it wasn't like there were certain things I wouldn't go after. Like, for example, like in high school, I always wanted to be in the theater. I never ended up auditioning because I never wanted to like embarrass myself on stage. But when it came to, and I think this really started happening in college because that's when my confidence really took a big boost because for the first time in my life, I had a solid group of friends around me. And I didn't realize until college of how lacking I was in the friendship department. Like I never really had friends that I could fully rely on and trust. And so I think just having that support system in college just really boosted my confidence and it helped me go after what I wanted more. And I think I just... I don't know. I've, I've always just been like that, I think, ever since then. And yeah, like I would, um, <laughs> it's, it's funny, you, like no one's ever asked me that. And so I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it now. But yeah, like my whole, like one of my favorite bands was in t- town when I was 22 in San Francisco. And I wanted to go backstage. So I somehow finagled my way to go backstage and hang out with him. So I don't know. It's just, there was always that in me, I think. And um, I think my parents taught me at a young age to like put myself out there. Like my parents would just send me to camp every summer. And it was a different camp every summer. And so I was constantly put in situations by my parents where I was uncomfortable. I didn't know anyone and I really had to like exercise. I had to really learn how to exercise that muscle of like socializing. And like because I didn't have that support system in all through grade school, I always was like, had to think on my feet of like, who who was I going to hang out with at lunch? Who was I going to hang out with at recess? Because I literally didn't know who I was going to hang out with from one day to the other. And so I think I just had this like thinking on my feet and like navigating these uncomfortable s- 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 situations my whole life. And to put a stutter on top of that, like <laughs> it's we have to navigate a lot on our feet. And so I think all those combinations of things, I think really made me who I am and really to go after what I I wanted 
because I realized example after example, I could get what I wanted if I just navigated things a certain way. Yeah, that, that's been, I think, one of the most, um, how can I say, one of, one of the most special things about working on a fundraiser with you is just sort of seeing what the process is like of going out to local businesses and asking for them to get involved and, you know, asking in, in what way they can get involved. And I'm just like, God, like, what an amazing talent to just be like, hey, can you, can you do this for me? And sometimes they say no. Sometimes they say yes. And I'm just like, wow, that's really cool that, that, that you can do that. Thank you. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I'm helping you kind of start exercising that muscle too because, um, yeah, it, it, really, it really works. And I think our authenticity um, really shines through to a lot of people. And I think that's really what makes us and, and just really being our true selves. And I think people really see that and like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable like being social or, you know, obviously, you know, I, I love traveling alone and going to strange foreign places I've never been to before. Like that's my happy place, but then I don't ask for help. <laughs> you know, I just, I just go somewhere. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's cool seeing that. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. And you know, I, I'm so used to doing things on my own, like with proud stutter, with, um, even like in my work life, like I'm a one person at team and so like having you working on this event with me and other projects has been so helpful and it's really just going to make proud starter so much stronger because there's another there's another brain that i can bounce ideas off of and i think we complement each other really well in our skills um which makes me want to talk a little bit about our comic book, which is, um, we haven't, I haven't really talked about this yet. So this is kind of a sneak, sneaky conversation we're having about sneaky, sneaky, sneak preview, um, about a comic book that Julie and I are working with a illustrator on. It's going to be like a 20 page comic book. And um, and we're working with Indy Ho, who illustrated a few other th- comics for us in the past. And I am just so excited about this comic book. Like, I just can't wait for you all to read it. Do you want to talk a little bit about what it, it, it's it, it's been like for, for you working on this this comic? I know you helped write a story or two and I know you have some experience in publishing. Yeah, it's it's really a special thing to see uh something go from a concept to, you know, this this near this now nearly finished product where you see like these stories that you and I talked about are now they're now illustrated and written on on the page and and some of them look amazing. It's it's been kind of a cathartic a cathartic experience to sort of 
take all these stories and thoughts and boil them down to a comic book because I never, as a, until meeting Proud Stutter and you, I never knew anyone who stuttered and I never really saw much in the media. And I just so love the idea of making this thing, this, um, this comic book, which, which sort of, which sort of shows the, um, some of the struggles that we go through and some of the, you know, joys and just some of the stories and, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of work, uh, um, uh, and a lot of collaboration, but I'm, I'm excited to see it done. Yeah, me too. And soon all of you listening will be able to, um, get a copy, um, We'll make more announcements soon. If you attend our event um, in December 7th, um, you'll get a sneak p- p- preview of some of the, the pages. It's it's really been a really fun project. And I think it's going to be a great way to educate. And, we, you know, we want to get these in as many schools, starting with the Bay Area and Los Angeles as possible, as well as libraries and um, all that stuff. So it's 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 really exciting. It's just nice to pair Proud Stutter, the podcast, and art together in such a cool way. Um, and I also love books. There's something really special about the the, the, the representation of of art and sort of seeing you and your community in art form. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited for, for everyone to check it out. I, I think I think you guys are gonna, I think everyone's gonna really, really gonna love it. Yeah, so we talked about the event, we talked about the comic book. Um, is there anything else you wanted to mention or talk about before we, um, before we, um, before <clears throat> before we hop off there's there's so much that i'm excited for i'm excited for the comedy um nina g's nina g is going to be performing i'm excited to 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 see her there's going to be live music i'm really excited to um see how the auction turns out we've gotten so many cool donations that i just I wouldn't have even expected people to donate this. And I'm, um, I'm really excited to see what the finished auction is going to look like because we just got some really cool stuff. And I don't know if we're announcing any, any of it yet, but, uh, I think, uh, everyone's going to be really happy, uh, to, to see some of this stuff. Um, I'm also looking forward to trying some of the food, um, as, as you mentioned, we were at the DeBose Park, um, the, what was it, the the Wiggle Fest? I don't know, the the Wiggle Block Party. We met uh, a, a guy there who's volunteering to to bring some, some food. Uh, and we got to try some of his food and it was amazing. And I, I'm really excited to see uh, all the different people who are volunteering food and just uh, I think I think it's going to be a really exciting, deliciously tasty, uh, 
a funny night and just I, I think everyone's going to be friendly and, and it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be really cool to see like both the stuttering community, the speech language pathology community and this like broader neighborhood community because we're really trying to like target this as a neighborhood event too. It's going to be really interesting to see all these different people interact and like learn from each other. There might even be some people from like the East Coast coming. So it's going to be super exciting. Yeah. To like, to just see how it all shapes out. And like Julian alluded to, we have some amazing um, auction items, one of which is a signed baseball by George Springer, who is a proud stutter from the Blue Jays baseball team. Um, and so that's kind of like our big item, but we have a ton of other stuff that we're going to be auctioning off. And yeah, I'm, I'm blown away too by how much people are willing to give and support us. It makes me feel very seen and that people really care about our community. Yeah, it's it's been a very affirming experience seeing how many people who themselves don't stutter um, are willing to donate uh, either money or an auction item um, to support this cause. And it's really cool. Uh, so I, I'm definitely glad to, to be part of this uh, fundraising journey. Yes. And like Julian said, um, even if you can't make the event, you can still support um, the cause. All proceeds of the event are going to the production of Proud Stutters multimedia audio documentary. You can donate at proudstutter.com slash donate. And um, yeah, Julian, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so nice just to kind of be able to talk finally about what it's been like organizing such a big event and to learn more about your stuttering story and we will definitely want to have you back so we can dig in a little more but for now um that's all and i will see you next time thank you thank you for having me and interviewing me and uh it's it's always fun chatting with you and and um promoting the fundraiser and I'm uh, really excited to meet everyone who comes out to the event. I'm really excited to try all the great food. I'm really excited to see um, all the really cool auction items. And I think it's going to be a wonderful fundraiser. And I hope everyone comes out to uh, support. And that's it for this episode of Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced and edited by me, Maya Chupkov. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chukov. If you have an idea or want to be part of a future episode, visit us at www.proudstutter.com. And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Want to leave us a voicemail? Check out our show notes for the, the number to call in. More importantly, Tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you.